Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Mindful Manager Podcast. I'm so happy to be here with you. My name is Art Burns. I'm your host. And I am really happy to share something with you tonight that is, uh, you know, we've been kind of leading up to this all week. Um, you know, for this whole week on Monday, I talked about how, you know, basically every, every day had the common theme that, that the, the ability, the skill that we can develop in the ability to pay attention to what is happening as it's happening and doing so without judgment, right? That's the key. And that's been the overriding uh, theme for the week and, and the benefits that this can bring. Now, I mean, this is, this is key, obviously, as I talk about all the time, maybe not obviously, but as I talk about all the time, this is key to mindfulness itself. This is mindfulness itself, right? The mindfulness is the ability to pay attention on purpose in the present moment, non-judgmentally. Not the ability to do that, but the act of doing that, right? That is what mindfulness is. And so, um, so, you know, as I talk about all the time, when we do this, right, when we can pay attention with intention, you know, on purpose, and then that's a big deal. That's a big part of it is the intentional part because, you know, anybody, all of us at some point or other will stumble upon moments of mindfulness, right? We'll stumble upon moments of presence, right? Where, where all of a sudden we feel like we're in the flow. We're really paying attention to what's happening. We feel very present with what's happening, you know? Um, all of us will stumble onto that. The key of, to mindfulness is to do it intentionally, to do it on purpose, right? And when we do this, right, there's enormous benefits to this. There's enormous benefits in, in stress reduction, in the cultivation and the enhancement of emotional intelligence, which includes empathy and includes self-awareness, includes, um, you know, self-regulation. It includes understanding our motivation. It includes social skills. Um, this is, you know, this is a way that we can open ourselves up to so many other things. And so this week, I've named a few of those things. And the, on Monday, we talked about how happiness, you know, how, how by by paying attention to our experiences without judging them, right? And that's the key, that, that when we don't judge the experiences that we're having as either good or bad, we elevate our enjoyment of every single moment, which essentially means to elevate your sort of baseline of happiness. And this is a very beautiful thing. And so that was Monday. On Tuesday, I talked about how in the same process, right, when we shed these judgments, especially the judgments of ourselves, which is usually the, the last to go, right? I think I told you the quote by Jack Cornfield last night. Um, it says, uh, I inherited my father's sense of humor, my father's uh, body type, my father's smile, and my mother's natural contempt for my father. You know, um, this is a, a very, very common thing that happens to all of us. You know, all of us feel at some point or other a level of self-loathing, right? Self-contempt. And so, and this is not, you know, this is not some of us. <laughs> this is just about all of us, okay? And so, so when we, when when we can finally get rid of the judgment of ourselves, right? Because that's, again, that's usually the last thing to go. But when that does go, now we have nothing standing in between ourselves and our true inner nature. And folks, this is profound, okay? This is really, really profound. When, when we get to that moment, it is really, really amazing, all right? 
And then we went on to talk about on Wednesday how empathy is something that arises from this as well. Because when we're not busy judging ourselves and judging our experiences and judging everything that's going on around us, you know, now we can open ourselves up to the understanding of what's happening to other people. And that is empathy. And that is a huge, hugely important skill, right? And again, that's a big part of emotional intelligence in, in any area of your life, whether it's work or home life or, you know, with, with your spouse or significant other or with your children or with your friends or with a taxi cab driver, any situation you have in your life, if you can practice empathy, it will make that that interpersonal experience more fruitful for both parties. It's just the way it works, right? And then of course on Thursday, yesterday, we talked about how the how empathy gives way to compassion. And compassion is a beautiful, beautiful way to live your life, right? And um you know, a lot of times people think like, oh, compassion, well, come on, roll your eyes. It's airy-fairy, it's hippy-dippy, you know, who cares about that? I don't have to be a nice person. It doesn't matter. You know, I just need to get mine, you know, and that kind of stuff. And, and there's, <laughs> there is so much evidence showing the, the you know, unbelievably, you know, you know, clear uh, evidence to the contrary of that idea, right? It's not about just getting yours. It's not about, um, you know, the nice guys finish last. That's a fallacy. It is an absolute fallacy and is backed up. The, the falsehood of that is backed up by, by plenty of science, right? And in fact, what, what we know about compassion is that, you know, compassion allows us to live with without fear, right? Because compassion is the opposite of fear. And if we live without fear, we generally live without stress. And when we live without stress, we're healthier, we're more productive, we're, you know, <laughs> people, you know, in fact, nice guys finish first, you know? Uh, there's also studies, there were even studies from the military, the U.S. military, I think it was a naval study that was done showing that the most effective officers in the Navy, the ones who, who rose the ranks uh, fastest and, and had more successful careers in the U.S. Navy were, were you know, sh had the qualities of compassion and, and empathy rather than being just hard nose and, and hard butt kind of people, you know. Um, so again, there's plenty of evidence for this. Now, here we are on Friday, and here is, to me, one of the most important aspects that can, one of the most important benefits that can come from this, this quality of life of, of paying attention without judgment. And, and, you know, again, a lot of what this is, is the, the common theme to everything that I've talked about today, it's not that you're adding something right? It's not that you're, you know, like, like we don't add empathy to our lives. We don't add compassion. We don't add uh, happiness. We don't add our inner nature to things. What we do is we uncover these things, right? And that's where the judgment gets in the way, right? Because when we're busy judging ourselves and judging our experiences and judging other people's actions and other things that we see around us. When we, when we have these, you know, reactions of judgment, this is what gets in the way of all of these things. And so the, the thing that I want to talk to you today about, the, the, the last thing that, that becomes uncovered by, this, um, by this, this absence of judgment, right? And it's certainly not the last thing in terms of importance, right? It's certainly last but not least, right? Um, what I'm talking about here, folks, is forgiveness, okay? Now, I've talked about forgiveness here before, and I'm going to talk about it again after today, too. It's very, very important. Now, again, 
a lot of times when I talk about forgiveness, I see the eyes roll. I hear the, the, you know, the groaning in the voice. I hear, you know, I hear the, the, just the, the disbelief that people have for this, right? Because again, people feel like, well, if I forgive others and I forgive myself, if I don't hold people accountable and I, I just let people, you know, if I forgive them, they're going to walk all over me, right? And if I forgive myself, I'm not going to have the drive in my life, you know? Um, you know, and if, if I forgive other people, then, you know, again, people are going to walk all over me. I'm going to wind up losing things. I'm going to wind up, you know, like coming in last. I'm going to, you know, somebody's going to screw me over and this kind of stuff, right? Nothing could be further from the truth, okay? Because here's the thing, right? And this is where I always tell people, you know, when, when we start talking about forgiveness, because a lot of times the idea is that we, we hold these grudges because the feeling is that if I, if somehow, if I can maintain this, this anger that I have for this person and this, you know, this, this animosity that I can hold for this person who did something wrong to me, right? If I can hold on to this, then somehow it is going to impact the other person. It is going to somehow how even the score with them by hurting them. But folks, please, <laughs> you know, I mean, the, the people, number one, half the time, we don't even know when we've done something that's hurt somebody, right? Like a lot of times you don't even realize, right? And, and if you do realize, like, you know, how many times do you think about everybody who you did something that might have hurt them, right? Even if you did it by accident, right? And inadvertently, Right. The point that I'm trying to make is that the person who hurt you, the person who you feel like you can't forgive because you just want to get even. Right. <laughs> that person is off living their life and not thinking about you nearly as much as you think they are. Right. And that's the absurdity of this. Right. Now, I'm sorry. I don't mean to be like cruel about this, but it, it is a little silly. Right. And I used to do it, too. I used to feel this all the time. I used to just I'd sit up awake at night just thinking about how horrible this person is and how much what they did hurt me so badly and how unfair it was and how gruesome I feel about them. And I want them to just, you know, I just want them to feel pain the way that I'm feeling pain, you know. But the bottom line is that they're, they don't care. You know, they're off doing their thing. And so all you're doing when you're, when you're expressing that grudge and that, that unwillingness to forgive, all you're doing is hurting yourself, right? And in fact, what you're doing also is you're, you're keeping yourself attached to this person, right? Like, like you're, you're, you're actually, you know, kind of like, you know, almost pouring vinegar into your own wound in a way, right? And, and I'm going to get to what, to that in just a second, right? Um, but first of all, again, this is not a spiritual concept. This is not hippy-dippy, airy-fairy, woo-woo stuff that I'm talking about here, okay? There is hard-nosed science behind the fact that, that, that offering forgiveness, even if you don't actually forgive someone, even if you just hold open the potential to forgive someone, it is going to be more healthy for you. Okay, there are numerous studies. Again, everything that I talk about here is backed by hard-nosed science, okay? But I want to tell you about one really, really cool uh, study that, I, that I've, uh, I, one, one really cool research uh, project that I've studied here um, for this work, okay? Um, there's a doctor, and I don't recall his name off the top of my head, is a doctor in New Orleans who was in the burn unit. In New Orleans. Now, when people are in the burn unit, right, there is almost always 
a deep sense of unforgiveness, right? Either an unforgiveness of someone else or an unforgiveness of yourself, right? Because, you know, first of all, in the burn unit, people are really, really badly hurt. And that's like true, that's unbelievable pain, like, you know, complete, you know, really, really hard suffering, right? And and most of the time, it's, you know, someone is always at fault, right? It's either, either someone else was at fault where conditions were created that you got hurt with this burning of whatever happened, whether it's a chemical plant, you know, one person, um, uh, he, he, there was a, an aluminum plant where, uh, where, you know, somebody fell into a pool of molten aluminum up to their knees and, and literally like, you know, I don't want to get too gross. I'm sorry about that. But, but anyway, this doctor worked on cases like that. Like I'm talking like really, really heavy duty injuries. Right. And in every case or 99.9% of the cases, either someone else was at fault or the person themselves did something so you know, harebrained dumb that they got themselves hurt, right? So, so in every case, they had someone who they didn't want to forgive. They had someone whose fault it was that they were in this position, okay? Now, here's what this doctor did, okay? He took, he took very meticulous notes and, and tracked these things extremely well. His, this is a, a well-respected um, uh, little research study that was done, right? And what he was able to, to determine is that people who were willing to forgive. Now, again, it doesn't mean that you're not going to take retribution. It doesn't mean that you're not going to be made whole through, through some level of punishment. Okay, that's outside of forgiveness, right? That, you know, so in other words, he would tell people, he would tell these patients, you're, you're allowed to sue them. You're allowed to press charges with the police, but forgive them anyway. Just, just leave yourself open to the idea of forgiving them. And that's, again, not even so much that you do forgive them, but just leave open the fact that someday you might forgive them, right? And <laughs> he found, and this is crazy, folks, okay? Now, of course, in the burn unit, in the, the, you know, one of the most popular things that, or a very common uh, treatment of burns is skin grafts, right? And so where they take skin from another part of your body and they graft it onto where you were born, uh, burned, I'm, Pardon me. Um, and so he found that the people who were willing to forgive, right, they accepted the skin grafts at a rate of four to one. Okay, meaning that people who were unwilling to forgive, they had to have four different skin grafts put on because their bodies kept rejecting it. Right. Whereas the people who were willing to forgive, on average, took the very first one. All right. Now that's the, I, this is not me talking to him. You know, this is an actual doctor who treated actual patients who went through this process, right? And now, so so that's and that's just you know that's just an amazing story, right? But but what happens during the non-forgiveness, right? Like let's talk about that, and, and this will give you insight of uh, as to why this happened to these people. But also, again, there is many many studies about this. There are many many studies. There are plenty of data that show that 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 when we are not forgiving of of some one, that there are certain physiological things that are happening in our body. Number one, or the most, the most prevalent among them, is the, the secretion of cortisol. Okay, the same way in which you are, you know, in the stress response, right? You're going to secrete cortisol when you consider an act that you cannot forgive someone for. And let's backtrack that, okay? Remember, fear is what causes the stress response, right? And so when you're unwilling to forgive, Deep inside that, that feeling, deep inside that emotion, the basis of that is fear. 
right? You are, you are afraid that somehow this person is going to get away with something. Somehow you lost and they won and that makes you afraid, okay? And so therefore, every time you think about this thing, right, you are going to secrete cortisol into your body. And, and that is going to drive up your heart rate. It's going to elevate your blood pressure. It's going to, uh, you know, speed up your respiratory system. It's going to shut down your digestive system, your immune system, your lymphatic system, your uh, reproductive system, you know. Um, this is going to, to, to cause all of this hyperarousal, which is going to damage your body in very, very significant ways over the long term. Okay, now here's the problem, right? Is that when it's a, you know, if something happens to us and we're unwilling to forgive, remember I told you a few minutes ago, I used to sit up at night just thinking about people who screwed me over. Like at one point I owned a little um, uh, a cafe, right? And, and, you know, it seemed like, it seemed like once a month, some employee was just screwing me over and not showing up, not calling, just quitting without any notice. And just, you know, and that's the way it was with, you know, short order cooks and stuff like that. And it just used to boil my blood. I used to say, like, how could they hurt me like this? And I used to sit up at night just thinking about how angry I was with them, okay? And so, so anytime we have a situation that we're doing something like that, right, where we're thinking about the person who did this thing to us that we can't forgive, right, every time you think about it, it's stress, it's cortisol, it's adrenaline, it's norepinephrine. That's what's happening in your body every time. And now the problem is <laughs> that as human beings, we have a tendency to think about these things quite a bit. And psychologists will tell you that you are likely to think about something like that 30, 40, 50 times a day. You know, easily. <laughs> and so that means 30, 40, 50 times a day, you are entering the stress response just by the virtue of your unwillingness to forgive this person, right? So, so when I talk to people about forgiveness, I tell them, like, you know, yes, it is nice to feel the compassion for someone. It is nice to, to understand. And, and there's ways in which we can train ourselves to see the fact that, that whatever this person did, they did because they were in some sort of pain, right? Those cooks that quit on me, for some reason, they thought they, they, they needed to do that for, for a reason that was going to, you know, cure their suffering, right? Whether they had another job that was better paying, whether they just didn't like the hours that I was keeping, whatever it was, they did something that they thought they needed to do, right? And when you can reframe it like that, and that's what compassion is about, that's what empathy into compassion is about. And when you can reframe it that way, it becomes much easier to kind of, you know, feel forgiveness to people. But if you're not even willing to do that, <laughs> right, even if you're not willing to go there, right, because because that is a step for some people, you know, that is a, a pretty big, uh, you know, you know, kind of jumping off point for a lot of people. So if you're not willing to do that, then at least just consider the fact that by forgiving them, you're not doing it for them, you're doing it for yourself. You're, you're actually improving your own health, both mentally, physically, and emotionally by letting it go and forgiving them for whatever they did, right? So, so if you can't do it for compassion, do it for self-preservation, you know? Um, and, and so, and again, when, when, you know, taking it back to our original point here, the reason why we feel like we can't forgive right, is again that fear. And that fear is based in judgment, 
right? When we can, when we practice and we train ourselves to not judge what is happening as it's happening, right? Not judge the fact that some cook didn't show up for work one day and left me hanging, right? Like, like I don't have to judge that. I know it's inconvenient. It's going to be inconvenient no matter what. But instead of judging it and instead of getting angry about that, I can simply accept it as something that has just happened that, you know, even though I don't like it, even though it's going to make my life a little bit harder, it doesn't mean that it's bad. It doesn't mean that I have to look at it as something that is bad or is directed at me or, or any kind of way that you want to judge it, right? You can simply let it go. You can simply accept it and you can simply move on with your life, right? And if we do that, then we get to a point where, where we're not getting into the stress response every time we think about it, <laughs> you know, and that's the big deal here, folks. And that's the takeaway. So, so if you are, you know, feeling this kind of unforgiveness for someone, I really, really recommend that you really take a good long look at, at the, at what's happening with that, because it's worth your time. It's worth it. It's not just your time. It's worth everything that in order to get over that feeling, because that feeling is hurting you far more than it's hurting the other person. And I mean, far more, like a hundred times more, you know, in, in fact, the other person's probably not hurt at all by it. Right. And so if you'd like to talk about this more, if you'd like to, you know, learn some very basic practices to, you know, in addition to what I talk about here on the, on this podcast, if you want to learn how to, how to develop this non-judging awareness in your life. Okay. Cause it's very simple and it's not that hard. Okay. And if you need some help with it, just get in touch with me, okay? Send me a direct message. Uh, send me an email uh, at, artburnscoach, art, at artburnscoaching.com or go to artburnscoaching.com. You can reach me there too. You can get my email address there. You can also book a phone call if you'd like. Uh, just there's a, a free phone consultation button. Click on it. You go into my calendar program. You, you pick a time and a day that works for you. You know, kind of enter your, your name, your your email, your phone number, and we'll be booked and I'll call you at that time. And I would love to talk to you. I really would. And, um, so yeah, so I hope I hear from some of you and if I don't, that's cool too. I'm glad that you're listening and I'm glad that I can deliver some of this, uh, important information to you, uh, via this podcast. So thank you everyone. And, uh, I hope you have a wonderful evening. I hope you have a wonderful weekend and I will be back next week to talk about some more mindfulness practices. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Wish you well. Take care.